to see for yourselves one of the most amazing events. When is this great experiment made? Impervious to heat, impossible to move. Is it human or inhuman? Gentlemen, do you realize what we've found? It's time for the Beaky Drummy Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Hello and welcome to this Geeky Brummy bonus special episode here at the launch of Worlds Apart in Birmingham, part of Forbidden Planet International. Joining me today, Mr. Keith Bloomfield. Hello, Ryan. Mr. Lee Hayden Price. Thank you. And Mr. Pete Berg. How you doing? Special guest. Welcome back. It's been a while since I've done the show. Yeah, it was the just before the last convention with me, yes. you, and Keith. We did a we did a, an, an off script special, <laughs> which was absolutely hilarious to do. Yes, that was back in what 2017. Yeah. Wow. So we're all here today to talk about the amazing relaunch that has happened in store. Pete, you've currently returned to working back here at was formerly in the Star Trek Comics. Yeah. How's, how's it been with the transition? Yeah, I'm full time, part time, but um, I, I suppose it's that thing. That people will love the old store, but it, it it's it's still the old store. It's just it's got a bit of makeup on. It's had a facelift. It's it's brought itself forward. It's it's modernised itself, but the people are the same. Their personalities and their kind of love for the comics and the material are the same, and that will come through in time into making it look new, but still feel how it used to feel. Well, what would a comic book shop be without a reinvention like a comic book line? (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of like a DC rebirth for the comic store. Mm -hmm. Keith, you've been documenting this on our YouTube channel over the last few weeks. Well, yeah, yeah, it's been interesting to watch it change over a few weeks and also keep them keeping the shop open for mm-hmm. the majority of the time. That must have been logistically a nightmare. Yeah, to I mean, hats off to Surfer and all the staff yeah. for getting this. Keep, what, they closed, what, two or three Mondays uh, and that was it? Yeah, two couple of Mondays, which was, I mean, that because that was when big things had to happen. Yeah. But um, to be honest, I haven't had any disruption to my uh, weekly Wednesday comic pickup, which is quite cool. Just on a, on a shout out to all the staff who have been involved. Yeah. Um, there have been some members of staff who who know who they are when they listen to this. A 12-hour day is a short shift for them, and they've mm-hmm. done an entire month, six weeks of 12-hour days, building stuff, moving stuff, cleaning stuff, re-cleaning it, restacking it. Working and into the night. Working into and through the night, and absolutely sterling effort by everyone, and a, a big round of applause for that. Lee, how do you feel about the new version of World Apart? Pretty good. Um, I, I don't really sort of visit it very much, but uh, I have come in a couple of times before, and this definitely has a more, bit more of a welcoming vibe. I think it's not that it was unwelcoming before, but it just mm-hmm. feels more welcoming this time around. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, a few of the old staples have unfortunately passed away. We're missing the giant Batman Returns post, which I think is going to be a memory for a lot of Birmingham comic book fans. But it's, there's still nice little nods back to it. I mean, if you keep an eye on the staircase the next time you come in, you might spy a few things. Yeah, I think that's that, that's the plan. That the the staircase is going to be what resembles a homage to what has been and the original love everyone had for this place. Yeah, I mean, it's still going to be nostalgic in all of our hearts. I think. Yeah, I don't think I don't think anyone sat ha- having this conversation is ever going to go. I'm going to pop down to Worlds Apart. <laughs> I think we'll reference it as oh yeah, worlds apart. After we say 
I'm going to nostalgia and comics. No, what I mean is world apart. Yeah, I'm too old to change the way I talk about things now. It's like, yeah, I still talk about marathon bars. Uh, so yeah, it's 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 tricky, but I think I kind of like the fact that it's it's been it's a good it's a good facelift. Yeah, and it's not a botched Botox where somebody looks really <laughs> awful after they've had it, yeah. and you think, "Why bother?" Um, it, it's and it shows Forbidden Planet's commitment to the store and keeping it as it is as much as possible. I think with the amount that's been spent and the the quality of the work that's been done here. I think that's one of the important things. It would have been quite easy for them to just go, "Well, we've got lots of shiny new looking stores. Let's focus all our funds there," but to invest the way they have to try and get the push that they're trying to get on it to make it not only competitive within this region but competitive nationwide and it be back eating at the top table of comic books in terms of turnover people through the door i think that's that that's really important i think what i like is is it's taken some of the look of the distinguished competition across the other side of the city but it still feels it feels a bit more homely Yes. There's something about it that still feels, mm. although it's kind of, it, it seems it's brighter uh, and the colour scheme is, is more black and white, but it, there's still something about it that feels like home when you walk in the doors. It's not, it doesn't feel odd or strange, even though it's a really, it is a big, massive change. Yeah. But then it has, the, st- the store has changed several times across its history. It's, I mean, it changed locations a couple of times because yeah. I, used to, I used to come in the 70s. Um, when the, it was all comics and magazines and not so much the toys and memorabilia. And yeah. then that changed, and so you've we- we've weathered those changes. And now it's kind of like the idea that um, you've got all of this kind of memorabilia that everybody's into, the big the big increase in things like the kind of the manga stuff and mm-hmm. the, the, the cartoons. The and, and, and yeah, the, the, the wall of Funko. Is there, <laughs> is there a franchise that hasn't yet been Funkoized? <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, but the, I like the fact now that... I wasn't so sure, but I do like the fact now that all the comics are together upstairs. So yeah. all, you, all your weekly comics, all your back issues and all that kind of stuff is still upstairs. But your graphic novels and trades are all downstairs and stuff. Yeah. So the people who are interested in all that kind of stuff, it's easily accessible. So I'm I'm surprised. I like yeah. it as much as I do, but I actually I am um, I do like it. I mean, the one joy of this place to me is the knowledge that the staff have, and, and I think it's one of the second to none for comic book shops with the amount of knowledge and the history and the breadth and depth of what the guys know here. If you want to come in and say I want a Spider-Man comic, they can talk you for the entire history of Spider-Man. Where's the best jumping on point for you? What type of Spider-Man do you like? Same with Batman. Same with any big comic character. Is these guys know exactly what. If with a few, a few questions, a few program questions, exactly what to give you. I think that's part of what I was trying to allure to with the, the the people that are here are still the same people that are here when it was held together with with best wishes. <laughs> it was it, it's that that if you come and ask me a question about Batman, it's not like yeah over there. It's a yeah. well, what's your jumping point in Batman? What have you seen that's made you talk Batman? And I can go through that, but then you could speak to Lauren and she could tell you more about X-Men than I think I could tell you about <laughs> life generally. It's, it, the, the knowledge of uh, this staff, yeah. uh, it's just, it's so uh, steeped in the, 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 the content that it's hard not to feel the connection with that person when they spend that time going through what you want to know yeah. about and they can point you in the direction that leads you into a great jump off point. Yeah. So, Pete, we have an ulterior motive for dragging you down here into the wonderful basement of World's Heart, Birmingham, uh, by Forbidden Planet International today, which is not just the beautiful relaunch that was going on upstairs, but you're here to tell us all about Not Another Comic Con on 3rd of August. 3rd of August. Coming up quick, coming up quick. 
it, it's felt like it has been miles away for so long and it still feels like it's miles away but it, every time I think oh no I've got months I then look at the calendar and I go no it is months but before I know it it'll be the night before and something will have gone wrong and I will literally be panicking <laughs> so so tell us about what stuff you've got planned for the day so we've got a gaming van coming so it's a huge transit van that's been hollowed out and has just got some of the most amazing gaming screens and stuff in there they're bringing a simulator as well so we know where Lee's going to be yeah we're yeah. going to have a <laughs> I, was, I was like you have my interest we're going to have a Gran Turismo Lacton tournament in the simulator okay so uh, I wanted it to be like related, like people drive the Batmobile and stuff. Apparently that game hasn't been invented, so anyone listening <laughs> who wants to then invent a Gran Turismo slash Batmobile <laughs> or, or superhero car related game, that could be a way into the market, and if it is, I want my cut. Um, <laughs> so I remember many moons ago playing Burnout Paradise where they had cars like other cars. There was a flying car which was like a DeLorean. Okay. There was other cars which were, hmm, I wonder what that's been inspired by. I think one of them was pretty close to the tumbler. But, I mean, like the, the Ready Player One sort of kind of broke that down, hasn't it? It's, yeah. you, you can use that. Why can't, why wouldn't someone just turn that into a track game? <laughs> because you could have every bit of geek nostalgia that's got a motor vehicle attached to it, from wacky races like through to DeLoreans, Batmobiles, anything. That would sell so much. All right, slight segue, um, but which Batmobile? 66. Keith? Burton 89. Lee? Don't ask me. <laughs> Changed my mind. Now I've oh. thought about it. Because obviously it's the animated Batman, Batmobile. I'd go with the Batman Beyond one. Yeah, okay, that's, that's a bit... That's a bit cheaty because it turns into other things. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> why, why wouldn't you have the car that could turn into other things? <laughs> no, beautiful car. Anyway, back onto the Comic Con itself. Back onto the Comic Con. We've got cosplay competition on the day. Yep. Um, so we've got a load of cosplay guests that are going to come along. Yep. Um, we've got um, panels. So the panels are sponsored by ComicCon.com and going to be hosted by the lovely Ollie Mack. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to have merchants and dealers selling all their wares of everything from the world of geek. I like the way you said merchants there, because I expected <laughs> that then to be some bloke in a big cloak who opens it. <laughs> what are you Welcome, traveller. <laughs> well, one of the biggest merchants you're going to have there on the day is actually the lovely catch from Worlds Apart as well. Yep, Worlds Apart, uh, FPI, have got a wall. Now, that might not seem like it's a lot, but it's, it's like a 20-metre wall. And so they've got a, they've got a bunch of tables and bringing in a boatload of amazing merch for everyone to get involved in. And FBI being one, the key sponsor for the convention anyway, it's it's reinvestment and that's mm-hmm. it's such a, a positive thing because it's not just oh we'll lend you the name for for lending you the name. We're going to reinvest. We're going to put money into what you're doing. Yeah. We're going to push you and see if we can make you the alternative convention and we're going to ride that kind of wave with you which is super amazing so uh, Kevin and everyone at, at FPI and uh, Surfer Dave at, at Birmingham everyone who's backed the kind of convention it wouldn't be happening without these people Brilliant uh, We've got film and TV guests as well there's even more <laughs> Yeah so, so we've got the media guests coming in so you've got quite a few big media names coming down Yeah so we've got um Adrian Boucher, I think is how you, you say his name. So he's been in um, l- loads of kind of Netflix-esque, mm-hmm. kind of Game of Thrones, 
um, items yep. that I can't call off the top of my head. We've well, check out not another comic con dot wordpress dot com for all your information. We've got Andy Beckwith, who's been in parts of the Caribbean Game of Thrones, Snatch. Um, we've got um, all your kind of major uh, comic creators. Mm-hmm. So Ian Edgington, we've got the legend that's John Wagner. Uh, we've got Mike Garley. We've got Emma Vasselli. Pete, people who've been in kind of major comics and then we're we're kind of promoting the small press as well so local to Birmingham um, the the kind of region or essentially anyone from anywhere that's small press it's something we championed with the first show yeah. we're championing it again with this show uh, and it's it's not a case of it's small press by numbers it's small press that are next to mainstream creators they get the same footfall they get the exact same promotion so the social media stuff, everyone is pushed equally. It isn't a hierarchical. We've got this guy that was in Doctor Who or Star Wars or whatever it is. It's you are as important as the person yep. that's got all the credits next to their name. You know that's the great joy of the event. It's basically a community focused event, and it's all about celebrating as equals. Absolutely, it's it's meant to be community. It's it. The tagline for the first one was "It's old school to be new school." It, we wanted to make it feel like conventions that that I went to when I was a kid, and you walked in and everyone spoke with everyone, and it wasn't that you just had everyone who was in cosplay stood in one corner, and all the people just kind of beeping you through the door to never answer a question ever again, and you kind of just a soulless ticket, and go and go and spend all your money on all our merch. It, it's it's for people to find what they want, whether it be a comic, whether it be a figure, whether it be just a good day out. If you want to go and talk to someone who created your favourite comic, you don't have to pay £70 for the pleasure. You can just go and talk to them because they're a real person and they're there because they want to speak to the people that like what they did as, as work. They want to, to hear that the, the, this comic changed my life because I love this room because I loved your artwork on this because it, it's for everyone to be fully inclusive. Thank you very much. No worries. And can't wait for the event. We've got a film promoting the event as yes. well. I was just about to come on to that. Are you sorry? I'm, I'm stealing your thunder. <laughs> but we're showing the 1966 uh, Batman film on yes. the 19th of April, starring this Friday. This Friday, starring the uh, the legendary Adam West and Burt Ward. Uh, and it's silly and it's farcical and it's pure theatre and it's genius. In and it every... has the best version of the Joker, in my opinion. The best version of the Joker. I'm. I, 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 I like what you're saying, but. I've got an issue because uh, Mark Hamill is the, the voice Mark of the Mark Hamill Joker. is the animated Joker. Cesar Romero is the best live-action Joker. So what you're saying is if we had like a hybrid where we could make Cesar Romero look and say, oh, look like he looks but sound like Mark Hamill, yes. <laughs> that, would be a, that would be the best hybrid ever. I, I don't think that there'd be another Joker that could beat that Joker for some time. Jared Leto might disagree. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the whole thing with Cesar Romero's Joker is... Every other Joker has been an iteration version of his original screen work. Mark Hamill's laugher. That's yeah. it's even though he's doing it farcical and he's doing it silly, yeah. it, you, it's almost like you can almost hear the, the maniacal evil in it, even yeah. though as a comic as a cartoon it was yeah. PG. Right, I know we did trailer talk on the main show, but as it's a bonus show and we couldn't really leave you without this bonus trailer, 
Star Wars Episode 9, Rise of the Skywalkers. Keith, thoughts? Doesn't say a lot. Doesn't no. show a lot. No. Just kind of lets us know where our characters are after The yeah. Last Jedi. Um, I mean, the beauty of it is, is the fact that in this day and age, I could watch the whole uh, Episode 9 panel live from Chicago on YouTube while it was happening, which is which is amazing. And then I knew that they were going to end with the trailer and then yeah. the reveal of the title. Um, it does. It's done what every other Star Wars teaser has done up to this date. Sets us up, lets yeah. us know next to nothing, gives us the title. Uh, and allows a large proportion of the internet population to speculate and moan about <laughs> stuff for six months. Well, we got JJ back on board. Um, John Williams' score is just there's no, there's no better music to play the trailer, really, is there? Yeah, the, 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 what they've done is really good when they've reworked the Star Wars music for these trailers, yeah. which is kind of cool. But they've kind of they've kind of teased us a lot with stuff that's in this. You've got the return of classic characters, the return of iconic yes. things in there, and kind of some of the um, places that we see in yeah. there. Uh, if you break it down, you can kind of guess that our characters are returning to yes. places from the past. But I mean, it's pretty blatantly in that one shot we see part of the Death Star's main laser cannon do yeah. on the horizon. So I'm assuming that's going to be the forest moon of Endor. Yeah, it makes it most sense for it to be Endor rather yeah. than Yavin 4. But... Yeah. But, um, I don't know, I really enjoyed it. Lee and Pete, you're not the biggest of Star Wars fans, but... <laughs> Did you guest guest appearance guest from the other Ryan? <laughs> Liam Pete, you're not the biggest of Star Wars fans, but opinions. It's Star Wars, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> hey, come on! It's got to be better than Sonic the Hedgehog. Well, yeah, obviously, but I mean, like, I don't dislike Star Wars because I really do enjoy the original trilogy. But like, I just don't get excited in the same way that everyone everyone on the internet just goes mad for it. But um, and I still haven't watched like the most recent two episodes either. Yeah. So a lot of what's in this one is just like I know of <laughs> uh, yeah, I know of things through, I know of things through what who? people have talked about on the internet. So I know who Ray is, I know who Kylo Ren is. It's like who? a TIE fighter's going straight over your head. <laughs> <laughs> I know what one of them is. <laughs> Are we gonna have another scene of Ray doing like the man in the mirror kind of loads of rays because she's she's doing whatever that was? Wait. I'm going to go into furious internet speculation territory now. Oh, From no. what I, I think you're going to be furious, or the internet's <laughs> going to be furious about this. Well, there's the bit at the start where Mark Hamill's saying we've 10,000 years worth of knowledge, it's all been instilled in you now, but it's your fight. I think that's pretty much every single force ghost they can possibly squeeze in <laughs> is going to turn up at the first third of this movie. Army of force ghosts. Yeah, an army of force which, ghosts. Which Anakin? Wooden Anakin or original Anakin? Well, because at the end of Return of the Jedi, Anakin is back to being Force Ghost, that means it's good Anakin in it. But I think the whole Emperor Palpatine left at the end of the trailer, I think it's going to be Rey's mission to quash whatever's. He's going to be the source of the evil. So, what I've heard rumours online is Snoke's been Palpatine's clone all along. And that it's actually just Palpatine being moving strings from the sort of behind scenes the last two films, which is a possible theory. It does kind of stick close to the Dark Empire series of books. So if they were going on, there's something in the law that they can work to with that. Keith, you look. 
Um, I, yeah, I, I, I'd kind of like them to steer away from kind of returning to the past a bit too yeah. much. In the name of the film alone teases the idea yes. that like the Skywalker is going to be prominent, and I do I do know that this is the Skywalker saga. Yes, but I'd much prefer it if Ray didn't turn out to be a Skywalker because that want, just seems still, a bit of a. Do you still thing. want Ray to be a Kenobi? Dude? I'd want Ray to be a nobody still. I just want her to be somebody who has force powers, who isn't yeah. associated with any of the big families. Because, you know, from the prequels, we know there were lots of Jedi who weren't named Skywalker or yeah. Kenobi. <laughs> uh, but I'd Some rather of them it be had purple lightsabers with yeah, paperwork written onto the hand. It kind of, it kind of makes no sense for it to be a, stu- a Skywalker yes, and no. they drag it out this this much and they yeah. only do it as a way to go, oh, I was sorry that you disliked Ryan's film, which was actually really good and if you didn't like it and didn't like the idea of not being connected to a family, you were in I, the I wrong theatre. about how The Last Jedi had polarised the yeah. audience, to say mm-hmm. it fairly. And it was it was always going to be a director like him on such a big franchise, and he's known for being subversive. It was always going to be an interesting. Whereas JJ is probably a safe pair of hands for any kind of film franchise. You pretty much mm-hmm. know you're going to get lens flare and lots mm-hmm. of special effects. What I do want to see though in this film more is a big, big lens flare space battle with yes. lots of X-Wings, lots of TIE Fighters. Yeah. So what, you're, what are you saying, Keith, is that you want a Star War? I want a Star, Star War in my Star Wars. Can it only start if someone shouts, it's a trap? <laughs> <laughs> and also, what I want to see from this film is that Ray's actually Samuel Jackson's daughter. <laughs> that would be a brilliant connection for them to make and watch the internet go to meltdown if that actually happened. it would literally kill the internet Ray Windu mother f- <laughs> exactly that would be brilliant Ray Windu and then literally Ray Windu sounds like a character from a <laughs> terrible um, Guy Ritchie movie yeah, <laughs> come on if we're, if we're going to go down the route of make, give, bringing out surprises then surely it should be Ray Binks <laughs> uh, and then that would be the thing because we, you know there is the idea that yeah. Jar Jar was actually the most evil creature in the galaxy and um, was oh, no, influencing was everything. The most evil yeah. in the galaxy, just in not the way that people expected. Well, people. I was going to say if you've yeah. seen those films, Anakin yeah. might have been the or, or what's his face who act, played him. I say acting. I feel sorry. Acting would be a, was a loose yeah. term. Because I've I've missed I've missed the kind of the epic space battle type stuff. Yeah, I, mean, I got I got my kind of I think fill Rogue, of that in Rogue, Rogue One, which is great. But I would like the Star Wars saga to go out on a Star Wars, a big, mm. you know, because they didn't really do it with the Star Killer base in the Force Awakens. Yeah. We didn't really get that kind of epic battle. It was a fairly small skirmish, and I'd, I'd like us to go out on a so big one. Which main character dies then? All of them. Yeah, why not? So you're that would be the. Game of, and, Game of Thrones Star Wars crossover. You know, if they did that though, imagine that if there was just a third stormtrooper to the left that survived. <laughs> or Ray crashes on the planet and then a dragon flies over. <laughs> and it's like, come on! It's, well, a, it's a desert planet, where's the wall of ice? I mean, they, the internet just seems to hate The Last Jedi anyway, so if you just like went even further with, with what they were doing there, from everything I've heard, yeah, drag Just, people back down the rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. Make them even more angry because they'll still go and see it and then they'll go and see it and tell all their <laughs> friends how angry they were. Then their friends will go and see it. 
your mate like three or four billion from just angering people. And yeah. then they won't That's stop. That's DC strategy. And they won't stop talking about it for three years. <laughs> <laughs> the whole idea of, I really hated this movie and I've still seen it 17 times and I hated it as much. And I still can't stop talking about it. Let me write a rant on Facebook. <laughs> Yeah, I just 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 do Star Wars. That's all yes. I want to see. I want to see space battles, mm. aliens, lightsabers, mm-hmm. blasters, uh, and f- and I, I want to have fun with it. Can anyone mm-hmm. shoot with the blasters in this version of your film? <laughs> no, they no. still got to miss everything. <laughs> all I'm going to say is, just remember at heart, Star Wars is a fairy tale for children with knights with laser swords. Which is why there's four fully grown men sat talking <laughs> about it. Yes. in a basement. In a basement. <laughs> And it's not my mom's bag. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on this Geeky Brummy bonus special episode from the basement of Worlds Apart for Vision Planet International Birmingham. Keith, where can we find you and your YouTube videos online? You can find me after today on the first floor in the comics section of Worlds Apart, picking up my regular weekly comics. Will you, um, you feel nostalgia and comic-y? I may be filled with a little nostalgia and... Lots will certainly uh, have comics uh, but apart from that online if you want to see the, the made up version of me that appears on the internet uh, it's hardluck underscore hotel on twitter mm-hmm. without the underscore elsewhere and if you look at the Geeky Brummy YouTube channel uh, occasionally you'll see me very uncomfortably presenting why comics picks of the weeks uh, on, uh, on a, a certain video and if you want to see the transformation of such an amazing store... Yeah, check out the Geeky Brummy uh, YouTube channel where we've just been charting the changes over the past few weeks. Lee, where can we find you online? With uh, also your youtube stuff. Yes, uh, you can find me on uh, Bob the Pet Ferret on YouTube where I do first impressions videos of various different games. Some of the recent videos have included For Honor and Roundabout. Steins Gate. And Steins Gate, very weird anime visual novel thing. Um, and you can also find me on Twitter at the Cheap Ferret, and you can find me every Friday on the Geeky Brummy website doing the latest news and releases in gaming. So there we go. Pete, where can we find you when not special guest starring or working in a comic book shop? Um, nowhere. I merge into the shadows. <laughs> um, <laughs> are you Batman? <laughs> I am. I actually am. But no one will believe you. Um, I'm on Twitter for at NACC Birmingham. I think that's exactly the same for Instagram. It's just not another Comic Con on Facebook, and then there's the WordPress site and the the very imminently arriving uh, YouTube channel, which we will make a big song and dance about and post videos and spam. Will there actually be songs and dances on there? If I can get Ryan to sing and dance, <laughs> and or one of the, if you dance, I'll sing, or vice versa. Shall we do a Star Wars cantina <laughs> What we should do is a video of us just staring at the screen with a just in the background to see how many likes or dislikes we can get and see how much it annoys people. Avant-garde. Exactly. <laughs> do it in noir as well. Yeah. <laughs> so don't forget we've also got our Batman 1966 film screening this Friday on at Millennium Point. Tickets are available on Eventbrite. They'll be in the description. It's a really good film. It's less than £6 a ticket, so really mm-hmm. hope you do come down and join us. We're doing a little deal as well. On the Eventbrite page, you can buy a, both a convention ticket and a film ticket for the combined price of £10, getting you 50% off the entry price for the convention. And for each of the films, we're going to run the uh, the same deal. So yep. 
It's a really good deal. Uh, you can find me online at Ryan Parrish. Brummy Gorman for the foodie stuff. But as always, we'll be on Geeky Brummy on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube.com, and at GeekyBrummy.com. Thank you very much for joining us. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, tell all your friends. And we'll see you soon. But for now, goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.